Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Terrence Talks Travel Uber Adventures. I'm your host, Terrence Zepke, and I promise I have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about Americana. I don't know about you, but I love all the weird, bizarre, odd, strange, anything like that, the kind of attractions that we have all across our great nation. So it was really hard, but today I picked out, I narrowed it down to 10 weird and wonderful things that you can see and do in America. And a lot of them people don't know anything about here. And so I thought, and even if you have, maybe you've heard of it, but you don't know much about it. So I wanted to kind of delve into them a little bit more during this show. So let's just jump right in because we have a lot to cover. Number one on my list of weird and wonderful things to see and do in America. Do you ever wonder what the airlines do with all the lost luggage? Um, they sell it. Well, listen, they're required to wait 90 days before they do anything. And during that time, they're supposed to make every effort possible to reunite luggage with owner. But when this fails, as it often does, it is sent to the unclaimed baggage center. Now, I think this is definitely something, if you ever get to Scottsboro, Alabama, or even in the area, go a little bit out of your way because this place is unbelievable. It was founded back in 1970. And uh, it was founded by a guy named Dave Doyle Owens. And when he began, it was nothing more than just a few tables filled with cardboard boxes. It kind of looked like a yard sale. And today, the center extends one city block. It has three floors totaling 40,000 square feet. And they ha- it's like a department store, and they have all kinds of different departments. There's a jewelry section. There's a book section. There's an electronic section, luggage, of course. There's even formal wear. And it's one of the top tourist attractions in Alabama. Um, I believe more than 1 million visitors from every state and 40 foreign countries shop here every year. Serious shoppers need to be sure to come early and plan to stay all day because there are thousands of bargains to be had. So this would be like a serious shopper's just, you know, haven. Um, And the center's open every day but Sundays. There's a cafe on site, so you don't even have to leave. You can stop and get a snack. They've got, you know, a, a coffee, ice cream, lunch, you know, all kinds of stuff there. But be sure you time it where at 2.30 you're free up for the um, baggage experience presentation. They have this every day, and you don't want to miss it. You'll see firsthand how the sorting and decision-making process is done. It's pretty fascinating. There are 25 different ways a piece of luggage can be sorted. And just before we finish this one here, i got to tell you some of the things that have been found over the years. A live snake, a Versace gown, yes, a Versace gown, a 40.95 carat emerald, and a shrunken head. So for more about that, check out uh, www.unclaimedbaggage.com. Also, I'll have all this stuff on my site for you um, as well, and I'll give you that information at the end of the show. But moving on to number two on my list, that would be Foam Hinge. Yes, you heard me right, Foam Hinge. It is a full-size replica of England's famous Stonehenge. And uh, Stonehenge is a ring of enormous standing stones, and it's one of the most famous sites in the world. And the big difference being that Foam Hedge is merely one of the most famous sites in America, and it was created entirely out of styrofoam instead of enormous stones. Also, Stonehenge remains one of the greatest mysteries in the world. We don't really know much about it. We don't know who built it or when or why. So 
is to sort of shroud it in mystery. We know we know all the backstory to Foamhenge. It was erected in 2004 by Mark Klein with Enchanted Castle Studio, and it's been named one of the top 25 roadside attractions in America. It's located in Natural Bridge, Virginia. If you'd like to find out more about it, you can go to www.thefoamhinge.com. Number three on my list, Coral Castle. It's actually right outside of Miami in a place called Leisure City. The grounds of Coral Castle consist of 1,100 tons of stones in the form of walls, carvings, furniture, a castle tower, all kinds of different things here. But the thing that's kind of wild, the stones are fastened together without any mortar. They are set on top of each other using their weight to keep them together. And the craftsmanship detail is so skillful that no light whatsoever passes through the joints. So pretty phenomenal there, but a really neat backstory to it. It was built by a man uh, named Edward Leedskallen, and he was rejected by his fiancée just one day before the wedding. I'm not really sure of how this is related to how he began building this castle, but I guess he had a lot more time on his hands after that. Um, and he spent 28 years building the Coral Castle, and he refused to let anyone view him while he worked. And he continued to work on the castle right up to his death in 1951. And the interesting, really, thing to me is that he never told anyone who asked him how he made the castle. I mean, you're talking he didn't have any equipment. He didn't have any help. He didn't have anything, you know, unless he had magical powers here. We're trying to figure out how he could have gotten all these stones. He's really, really heavy, you know, I think the minimum 40-ton stones into place. And he would simply answer when you ask him about it, because obviously he was asked about it a lot. He would say it's not difficult if you know how. So that's a secret he took with him to his grave, and to this day there's speculation, but no one really knows. So that's a really interesting thing to see if you're in the area. I got a chance to see it when I went down to the Everglades. Uh, earlier this year, and um, yeah, I think it's one of the definite Americana things worth uh, doing. Okay, so number four on my list is the Abita Mystery House. This roadside attraction is located in Abita Springs, Louisiana, and it's maintained by artist inventor John Preble, and it features thousands of folk art objects. Now, when I say thousands, I'm not talking two or three thousand. We're talking fifty thousand folk art objects everything from little miniatures to pottery to louisiana louisiana themed sculptures like daryl the dogagator and that is a half alligator half dog sculpture so an interesting sculpture at that um but the entrance to this museum is pretty well the whole thing is very eclectic as you can imagine but the entrance you go in through this vintage gas station and it leads to a huge exhibition hall and all kinds of outbuildings and standalone uh sculptures and things so it's it's i don't know if you like that kind of thing i, I mean it, it would just it's mind blowing how 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 many different things um have been created and placed in this one place so i think that's kind of an interesting thing to do number 5 halfway through my list here Speaking of strange houses, I learned about this one while I was researching one of my books, A Ghost Hunter's Guide to the Most Haunted Places in America, and it is the Winchester Mystery House. And I love the backstory to this thing, um, uh, to this place. Uh, Ever since construction commenced in 1884, the property and mansion is reportedly haunted by the ghosts of those who were killed with Winchester rifles. 
Um, and actually, the Winchesters lived on the East Coast, up in the Northeast, but a psychic advised um, that all kinds of tragic things happened, and it was believed there was a curse placed on the family. But anyway, a psychic advised the sole heir, Sarah Winchester, to leave the East Coast and go as far away as she could to get away from this curse and the, and the spirits that, that, that haunted this family. So she ended up out in California. She drove all the way to San Jose. There was nowhere left to go, so that's where she began building this house. And she really believed, according to um, reports here, that if she ever stopped construction on this property, that she would die, um, that bad things would happen, and then she would die. So construction continued on this house 24-7, even on holidays, until her death in 1922. Now, that would drive a person out of their mind. I mean, can you imagine just constant construction? Um, and she was a huge believer in the spirit world, obviously, so she had a large seance room built inside the house. Um, all these really spectacular seance gowns that hung on this uh, elaborate peg thing on the wall. Um, and just, like I said, just a big seance room. But all kinds of secret passageways are in the house that they say that only Sarah knew about. And to this day, only a handful of them, they believe, have been discovered after all this time. There are stairs leading nowhere doors that open directly to the outside. Now, you understand what I'm saying? You're on the second or third floor, and you open the door, there's nothing there. So <laughs> you got to be really careful when you open the doors of that house. And this was all done to confuse any spirits that might mean to find and, and harm Sarah. So that's um, there are roughly 160 rooms, so it's a big property to explore. Um, like 40 bedrooms alone, two ballrooms. I think one is uh, completed, one is still not finished. Um, and there was 47 fireplaces, over 10,000 panes of glass. You can be found in the windows and doors. 17 chimneys. But there's evidence that there was two more uh, before there was some damage done to the house during an earthquake. There are two basements and three elevators. Now, you notice I said roughly 160 rooms. The reason I said this is because no one has been able to ever get an exact count because the numbers always turn up differently as people get lost and backtrack and start over and pick up. So it's, it's one of those things that we don't even know for sure how many rooms are in the house. But it's a very bizarre and fascinating place, even without the, the ghost story. And there are a lot of things that have happened that you can hear about when you're there on the tour. Um, it's been investigated by all kinds of ghost groups. Um, so it's it's just a very interesting place. Number six on my list is also, of course, a very interesting place. It is Jules Undersea Lodge. This is located in Key Largo, Florida, right down at the Everglades, and it is the only underwater hotel in the United States. It is located 30 feet below water in the Emerald Lagoon in the Everglades. And again, I have been here uh, when I was down in the Everglades earlier this year, and you do have to scuba dive to get to your room, and it's it's just it's just a really wild experience to to go and stay. Um, and even if you don't stay, you need to go and visit and and check this out because there's a lot you can see. Um, you can visit without staying there. But the lodge was once the La Chupa Research Laboratory, which was an undersea marine lab, and so it was converted into a lodge. 
um, for tourism, and it has two bedrooms and one bath, and you rent it for the night, and that, you know, because it's a bucket list kind of thing, you don't need to stay more than one night to to to, to check it off your list. You have a choice of steak with all the trimmings or pizza for your evening meal, because obviously you can't cook, you know, in the lodge. So your meal is delivered, and it's delivered the same way your luggage is in an airtight container. The lodge also serves as a scuba diving school, and it's right at the um, state park with some of the best scuba diving in the in the United States. So that's a really good thing to do for anybody that's into scuba diving or just, like I said, into um, odd things here in America. Now, number seven on my list is the Four Corners Monument. <coughs> it marks the quadra point in the southwestern United States where Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah meet. It is the only point, the only place, you understand, in the United States that is shared by four states. So this led to it being called the Four Corners Region. It's the only place in America where you can stand in one spot and be in four states. Pretty cool, huh? I've been there. This is, I mean, it's amazing how excited you get that you're actually standing in this one, one little spot and you're actually touching four states. You can say I'm in four states at the same time. So that's, that's really nice. So, so if you get a chance, you can put that on your list. Number eight on my list is the Carlsbad Caverns Bat Show. How many places can you go and witness thousands of bats heading out for the night or coming home in the morning? Um, this is pretty spectacular. Uh, again, I've done this. This is this is um, it's just a really memorable, incredible um, thing to see. Um, one of the events uh, hosted by the park is the viewing of a bat flight, and you can only do this during the summer. The program is given in the early evening. At, there's a little amphitheater near the main entrance. And you go there and you get situated and you, 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 the ranger will tell you this um, really fascinating information just prior to the start of the flight. And, of course, that varies according to sunset on any given day. But it is worth waiting a few minutes for because, I, I, like I said, I've witnessed a phenomenal event and it's just remarkable. I'm talking thousands of bats. And you're in no danger. They're not interested in you. Um, so. They also have morning programs where you you go at pre-dawn and you witness the return of the bats coming back into the cave. And, again, that's pretty spectacular. Um, So once a year, a bat flight breakfast is held where visitors can eat breakfast at the park prior to the morning flight, return flight of the bats. And more unusual stuff can be found at this New Mexico natural attraction as well. A couple of things worth mentioning to you, there are elevators. Elevators in the caverns here, so that's highly unusual, but that way, because um, those that aren't for the journey down into the enormous caverns can take the elevator. There's also an underground lunchroom. Yes, you heard me right, an underground lunchroom. So that's a pretty cool experience to dine down in the caverns. So that's number eight on my list. Moving on, before we run out of time, I'm going to talk to you about number nine, a fascinating thing called Area 51. And this always makes me think of X-Files and Scully and Mulder, you know. Um, Some believe there's alien research experimentation going on here, and that's why it's so top secret. Um, But we don't know because the government won't tell us anything. The U.S. Air Force facility, commonly known as Area 51, is actually a remote detachment of the Edwards Air Force Base, 
and that's within that's part of the Nevada test and training range. And the purpose of the base is publicly unknown. Like I said, they will not tell us anything. Um, however, based on historical evidence, it most likely supports development and testing of experimental aircraft and weapon systems. Again, many believe that they're also studying alien spacecraft, and some even believe there might have been captured aliens at one point that have been studied here. Uh, the intense secrecy surrounding the base has made made it the frequent subject of conspiracy theories. And although the, the government, the military, the base has never been declared a secret base, everything that happens in Area 51 is top secret. They won't say it's a secret base, but they won't tell you anything either. And you're not allowed um, to be anywhere near it. Area 51 is roughly 80 miles northwest of Vegas, and it is completely off limits to the public. There is an area around it, including the small town of Rachel, that's part of the extraterrestrial highway, and that's a popular tourist destination. But that's as close as you're going to get to Area 51 because if you're caught anywhere near the no trespassing fence, that is a federal offense, and they take it very seriously. Um, so, and Area 51 will make sure you understand, not to be confused with Roswell, which is a city in New Mexico. Roswell is most popularly known for having its name attached to what is now called the 1947 Roswell UFO incident. And although the crash site of the alleged UFO was about 75 miles from Roswell, that's where it's considered you know, to be uh, attached to it there. And there's an annual UFO festival, and there's a UFO museum and research center, and it's just quite a little UFO alien mecca there. Um, and so you can find out more about those on RoswellUFOMuseum.com and RoswellUFOFestival.com. So that's it. Now, number 10, last but not least on my list, is Wall Drug. Established back in 1931 as a small little drugstore, and it had a little tiny, I wouldn't say it had a souvenir shop, it sold some souvenirs um, in this drugstore there, and they lured customers in with free ice-cold water, and it worked. Um, they weren't getting any business at all, and they put these signs up all the way up the highway and everything, and people started coming in because they were in the desert, there was nowhere to stop, they were thirsty, you know, they might need something, so it would it, it, drew, it drew people in, it worked. And it morphed from this little tiny drugstore souvenir shop into a huge outlet store. Tourists can find just about everything that you can think of there. I'm, I'm talking from handcrafted boots, cheap souvenirs, Crocs, candy, a huge T-shirt collection. I mean, just... It, I can't even begin. Um, to, uh, there's not a show long enough for me to be able to tell you everything you can find in there. Um, so you want to be sure to allow plenty of time um, when you go to, to really get a look around because um, there's also a pharmacy museum, there's a chapel, and there's a cafe on site. So it's really just a big, fascinating um, place that I think the whole family, people of all ages and backgrounds will be interested in there. And FYI, ice cold water is still free, and coffee is just five cents a cup. So that's a really good thing, www.walldrug.com. 
And in case you miss the buildings that extend for city blocks with the giant sign saying Wall Drugstore, you can't miss the giant animatronic dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, I mean, this, this place is phenomenal. Um, now, I have been, and I'm, I'm not kidding you, I tell you, you need a minimum of two hours when you're stopped here. So just be sure to time it where, where you we do have that time. Okay. So I hope today, that's my list of top ten, and I hope you enjoyed learning about some of our country's unique treasures. Uh, You can find out more about this episode as well as listen to archive episodes at www.terrencetalkstravel.com. You can also find my show on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes. If you sign up for my weekly newsletter, you will learn about my trip pick of the week, cheap and secret travel tips, and be the first to learn when a new show has aired. You'll also get a free 50-page travel report. So, again, that's www.terrencetalkstravel.com. Okay, we're out of time, but I'll be back soon with another episode of Terrence Talks Travel Uber Adventures, so please stay tuned.